you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The original bro, the king of bros in that really here. You know what I like to do? I like to go in raw. <laughs> hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here, youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it if you're watching us on the YouTube, if you're listening to us in the audio realm. Leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It goes a long way towards helping Going In Raw grow. Uh, we're also available. We shoot these things live on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Throw us a follow there. And if you throw us a sub, we'll throw you some bonus content. Friendo Club TV is where it's at, man. And you can get bonus content. Uh, you can get those episodes of Friendo Club TV by giving us a Twitch sub, uh, by uh, uh, throwing us some love as a YouTube channel member, or uh, on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, speaking of which, we do have a couple new patrons. Uh, Derek Paris France, Mr. Grimes, Joe, Mr. Lipkin Prime is back. Uh, Gregory Faella is back. I don't know if I mentioned Atomic Sunday. What a great name. That is a good name. And then Kelsey Seymour. Thank you so much for all your thank support. You all. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Today, of course, is Pin Loser Draw. On Friendo Club TV, who will unseat Alex C., the very two first. Two-time, two-time champion, two time, Alex C. Two-time. By the way, if anybody has, uh, so we started including Twitch subs to the to the cast of people uh, eligible to watch Friendo Club TV. If you haven't been getting notifications, but if you've thrown us a Twitch sub over the past like 30 days or whatever it is, uh, uh, please feel free to hit me up uh, on the Twitter at MFSteve here. Let me know, uh, and I might have a tip or two for you. For one thing, check your Twitch settings for email notifications to make sure those are turned on. Uh, and then sometimes the emails go to your your spam box, and, and so check that as well. Usually it's one of those two things. Uh, yeah, so anyways, is there anything else that I didn't mention? I think that about sums it up. All right, man, let's, do, let's dive into this NXT episode. Sure. Uh, we're uh, about two weeks away from... A little bit less than two weeks away. Yeah, a week from Sunday. From yeah, the, uh, in your house. Uh, it feels like next week's episode of NXT. There's gonna there's like two like extended recap segments. It was like what is it? Prime yeah. Target. Yeah. Um, and so I think next week's NXT episode is gonna be a little on the light side. That being said, this week's episode. I'll be honest with you, man. I mean, I, I I know I might be one for hyperbole, but this might be my favorite episode of wrestling in the in the uh, empty arena era that I've wow. seen. I thought that it was it was all over the place. It felt like there was nothing but energy going on. I had a mini heart attack when Shotzi Blackheart almost killed herself. Oh yeah, that coffin drop type thing. Yeah, uh, but I and then that cage match I thought was was really really just terrific. Yeah, that stuff. was tons of fun. That was tons of fun. I um, thought it was really good. And uh, considering how it played out, uh, seemingly made uh, tons of sense if that is uh, Matt Riddle's NXT swan song. 
Yeah, I was thinking of a. So, I mean, it's look, man, it's out there. I was thinking of changing the the name and thumbnail for that episode of News Brief we did two days ago mm-hmm. uh, to just put Matt Riddle on the thing and say Matt Riddle might be headed to SmackDown. Is that or should I just wait a couple days? Yeah, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> okay, because like in two days, I don't know. People might want to be or tomorrow night. People might want to be surprised by Matt Riddle showing up on SmackDown if that happens. If that happens, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, maybe it yeah, won't happen. We don't know. Maybe it's not going to happen. What if they give him the EC3 treatment over there? Ugh. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the saddest thing? That would be awful. That'd be awful. horrible. Um, but, oh, my, yeah, what a send-off. Uh, Timothy Thatcher putting Matt Riddle asleep uh, there in the cage after having, what, like three of his teeth knocked out. Kicked out, yeah. Kicked out. Uh, blood everywhere. Man, they were not shy about the fake blood. Um, no. I thought that was really cool. Uh, Matt Riddle coming off, uh, doing that corkscrew off the... Uh, uh, yeah, the floating bro. That was great. That was uh, rad. Uh, yeah. Timothy Thatcher looked like scaffolding. a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this, man. It was, I mean, they they were they had a very specific name for this structure. They called it the Fight Pit. Fight Pit. Yeah. Uh, and I hope they bring it back. I think it was really cool. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's a very specific stipulation, I think, for very specific competitors. For sure, yeah. This isn't something you could do just for, uh, uh, you know, you're running your rank and file NXT talents. This needs to be, you know, Matt Riddle, former UFC fighter, Timothy Thatcher, uh, trained by Josh Barnett, noted catch wrestling specialist. It's perfect competitors uh, to participate in the first match. You can't just have any any two NXT stars tossed in the fight pit, I feel like. Mm. They got to have the legit fight background. They need the credentials. They have to have the ingredients to get yes, into the, the fight. Pit. The bona fides. The bona fides. Exactly. There's a there's a suitor. Anyways, um, so, so yeah, no, I thought I thought a lot of it was good. We had some uh, we had some developments as well. We had a a really good tag match with uh, uh, Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley taking on Charlotte and mystery partner who ended up being Chelsea Green. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought it made Chelsea Green look like one of you know the top dogs there in the women's division i thought that was really mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. um but i mean yeah there's a lot going on so we can just this is the aw review why do i have that up we can just hop right into it i guess sure uh the things kicked off with the uh, a block final for this cruiserweight championship tourney uh drake maverick versus kushida versus jake atlas this match was a ton of fun they were doing all sorts of great crazy stuff that uh, uh, the double uh, pin attempt that Kushida did, especially, mm-hmm. wow, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I feel like this was really the first opportunity Jake Atlas had to show the full breadth of his abilities. Mm-hmm. We've seen little bits of of uh, specifically like his high flying stuff. I feel like we saw a lot more of that. That springboard blockbuster he did towards the beginning of the match was really cool. Uh, Drake was still selling the arm injury from last week. Um, yeah, that bit where Kushida hits the O'Connor roll on Atlas. Drake charges towards him and breaks the pin. So he grabs Drake, bridge and German suplex. He's got a pinning combination on both of the opponents. They both kick out. Man, that was awesome. It was really cool stuff. It was really, really cool stuff. Um, it was an interesting, controversial finish. However, so uh, uh, Kushida has Atlas in that deal where under the top, he does he leaps off, does a flip in air, and on impact, bang, cross arm breaker. So yeah. he's got that locked in on Atlas. Drake comes over and puts an arm over Atlas to cover him. Ruff counts the pinfall. Upon replay, though, we see that between the two and three counts, 
Atlas is tapping, mm-hmm. ref doesn't see it, however. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. He was like, what's what, they got to do a triple threat for the title? Ends up not being the case because uh, 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 Kushida squashed any controversy later on in the show. I'm yeah, I'm yeah, exactly. I'm kind of guessing that maybe this finish was simply meant to protect Kushida, uh, to make him all not protect necessarily, but to make him look strong on the way out of this tournament. Um, because yeah, like you said, he comes up later on and is just like, hey, you know, you're the man, and uh, as Drake's music says, and uh, and he says, you know, go, <laughs> yeah, go win. <laughs> Wait, what? What was that? That's how his music starts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who's the man? He's the, I'm man. the man. I love that song. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yeah, Drake Maverick goes on. And then at the end of that match, uh, uh, Phantasma comes down. Yeah. And he shows his respect to Drake Maverick. But then he says, Pero, that title right there is, is me, is mine. And uh, and Drake's like, and as he's walking away, he's like, "That's my life. It's more than just a title. To you, it's my life. It's everything. It's my career." So, uh, so yeah, man. I don't know. I I, I really hope that WWE rehires this guy <laughs> because he's so he's so damn good. He's if so they go damn good. All this and don't hire him back. Gosh darn it. Hey, at least. At least he's getting a huge platform on the way out. He totally is. He but totally is. Jesus. Like, why would you not keep this guy around? He's, like, really good. I know. He's. Re- Could you imagine the match him and Devlin would have? Oh, it'd be great. Oh, man. It would be great. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think I think he's going to win this damn title and stick no, around. No, I mean, I, I, people are mentioned here in chat. Uh, I kind of felt this might be the case, at least for the Phantasma side of things. This is all a swerve on his part. He's leading those luchadors who are kidnapping people. Uh, that's going to come up, come about during the finals. Phantasma's going to win. Drake's going to get screwed out of his title, his title belt. He's going to lose his job. Well, Just you watch. Then he'll go to AEW. He'll be fine or somewhere else. I don't know. Or they'll bring him back, and then that'll be the story. Is is I'm coming after you, Phantasma, because you try to take my life away from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I, I've, I've really enjoyed this Cruiserweight tournament, this Drake Maverick thing. I mean, look, yes, I, I can understand there's a lot of shades of gray here in terms of uh, the the ethical implications of them using a real-life firing <laughs> to tell a story. Well, exploiting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that. But uh, what can you do? It, it, I, can't, I can't poo-poo it too much because if – three months from now, the guy is still with the WWE. Then I'll be like, man, I spent the entire time fretting over his job and he was fine. So you, you were emotionally manipulated the entire time, but the end result was a happy one. So you'll let it slide. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, if the outcome of this is either he gets rehired or go somewhere else to a fat payday. All right. Right. But if a situation where he goes through this, uh, ends up uh, destitute, well, like, you know, the only other company running shows, well, I guess Impact is too, but say uh, neither Impact or AEW is in a position to hire him right away or just not interested for whatever reason. Yeah, sure. And then he goes through all this, gets himself over huge, yeah, and then has no way to take advantage of it. Dude, hey, brother, he's already got a Twitch channel. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. You know, everybody I, else I, has Twitch channels too, man. It's congested field these days. I think, I think that, look, 
I'll put it this way. I think the dude will be fine. He's immensely talented. He'll land on his feet somehow, somewhere. Uh, uh, I think he'll be okay. He's he's got. I, I have more I faith. Think he in will him. be too. I, I think have he more, will be too. I have more faith in his prospects post if if it, he ends up being in a post WWE landscape uh, than than a lot of other people out there. And that's that's highly likely, just based on what he's managed to do over the last few weeks. If uh, he does all this and hits a home run week in and week out with everything he's been given, and the WWE just like, all right, just see yourself out. Yeah. And then nothing is immediate for him to latch on to. He's going to lose some momentum, and so, unfortunately, it's going to be a bummer. He's sitting around eating a can of beans <laughs> in, a, in a train cart somewhere. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. I, I want the best for him, and I want to see him totally. do whatever he wants to do. Uh, let's see here. Uh Oh, it's good. Fear and Loathing says, I'm going to come up with a Twitch channel for going in raw review watch parties. <laughs> Isn't that like, wait a second. That's what this is. Yeah. All right. Uh, people watching us. Yeah. We're not on just Amazon gonna, Prime. Just going to host. It's all confusing. Anyways, next, Johnny Gargano comes out for a match. Uh, he announces that tonight will be the first Gargano Invitational. Mm-hmm. This is for the first time ever a young superstar will get the honor of stepping in the ring with him. And he looks out to the crowd of all the other uh, NXT talents. One day it could be you. It could be you. It could be you. But tonight, the opportunity goes to Adrian. And he like commiserates with Candace about how to pronounce the last name. He thought it was Adonis. He was like, is this a typo? Is this Adrian Adonis? Yeah. That was funny. But Adrian Alanis. Alanis. Yeah. Uh, so this match was, I don't know, 30 seconds. Gargano wins with a Gargano escape. Really Alanis quick. taps. It was not competitive at all. Afterwards, Keith Lee and uh, Mia Yim show up with a Titan Tron. They're about to share a meal. They, they go through an extended thing and making fun of the whole Johnny and Candace thing. They got a flashlight they do in the year 2000, that gimmick from the Conan O'Brien show. Um, yeah. It didn't overstay its welcome. Uh, oh, I loved this. I thought this was Yeah, hilarious. I thought it was fun. I th- it, 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 came, it came off pretty well. It was funny. Um, and then uh, Keith Lee asked me, hey, you know, so what are we having for dinner? And, and she says, well, I'm going to make dinner the same way Candace does, takeout. Yeah. And then Tegan Knox comes in with a pizza box from Gargano's Pizza. And she's eating all but two slices and says, oh, I need one for the road. Takes the, the second to last piece and walks out. She loved, Captain Marvel loves her pizza. guess so. And Keith Lee's like, what the hell? I can't do this with one piece of pizza. What the hell? Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, this was, I thought this was really good stuff. If nothing else, it justified the cheesy black and white stuff that they do in the Gargano home stuff because they were able to spoof it here. I thought to really good effect. Me and yeah. especially was pretty damn, but so was Keith. Keith Lee's he's God damn it. He's so good. He's so good. You know what I noticed so in his delivery a little bit? And when, in when he like was addressing the camera, not in the black and white stuff, but he was saying Johnny Gargano, I noted a hint of like Randy Orton in his delivery. And I was like, man, if he is, if he is taking some influence from that, what a great idea because he's like, it's like uh, uh, Keith Lee, can like he's a good guy, but he's got that menacing thing when he's doing a promo on you, mm-hmm. and and if and there's a little hint of Orton in there, it works really well. It's part I, I I see what you're saying, and part of it too I think is his cadence is it is, is yeah he speaks slowly like Randy does. Mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Drake Maverick interview, and uh, uh, she she uh, what's her uh, what's her name Sarah? No, Sarah. No, it no. was uh, Mackenzie Mitchell. Mackenzie, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I always remember her because uh, 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 Moose 
really had a thing for her back at Impact. Anyway, she brings up she was the imp she was the Impact interviewer mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, so uh, she brings up the uh, tap out, and uh, he's like, he wanted to compete fairly, and he's willing to have another match or whatever. But then Kushida comes in, and he's like, Hey Drake, don't worry about all that. Just go win, go fight for the title. And Drake says, Hey man, listen, I I have nothing but respect in the world for you. When I win that cruiserweight championship, you get the first shot. And Kushida seemed cool with that. So yeah, he was. That ever comes that. to fruition. Uh, after that, we had an Imperium promo. Uh, they talked about taking over the tag division. Say these titles aren't coming off their shoulders anytime soon. Just like Walters holding on to that uh, NXT UK title, basically forever. Uh, they call out Oni and Birch. Oh, sorry. They call Oni and uh, and uh, Danny Birch a disgrace to their countries and to the ring because why? Because the ring is sacred. It's sacred. It's sacred. Uh, after that, we had Shotzi Blackheart versus uh, Raquel Gonzalez. And uh, holy crap, like Shotzi had, you know, she was doing the whole, you know, smaller person trying to chop down the bigger person thing. Uh, but then Dakota Kai at one point steals Shotzi's tank, starts like ripping off the the tank because Ra- Raquel has her like in a submission or something. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, she's like, look, look at this. And she's like ripping off stuff off the tank. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tegan Knox comes out, gets Dakota Kai out of the tank. Man, she tossed Dakota Kai out of that tank. Yeah, she did. She totally did. Uh, Shotzi tried to go for a roll-up on Raquel, gets a two. Raquel drops her with the boot, go to commercial, back from commercial. Gonzalez is still in control. Uh, she starts talking some crap. Shotzi makes a comeback. I'm getting to the part where, yeah, okay. So Raquel rolls out of the ring because Shotzi hit a senton. So her and Dakota Kai are standing there, and Shotzi goes up and does a coffin drop. And oh my God, like Raquel Gonzalez caught part of it, but not much. She basically I mean, clipped she, her, and she Shotzi like the top of her shoulders, yeah, because her her uh, 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 her uh, what do you call it? her rotation was like I think a bit more extreme than they were expecting, and she almost landed on her damn head. Yeah, really oh, across the, her shoulders. That looked rough. And then, like, it's almost like immediately really after that, they get her back in the ring. Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez gets her with, like, whatever the, the choke slam is or whatever the powerbomb Oh, yeah, is. the powerbomb deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, man, oh, shots. Like, yeah, can- during, before that, nails. though, Candy, Candace comes out, too, and gets in Tegan's face, and the ref gets distracted by that. And that's what allows Raquel to get that powerbomb for the win. That cannot be under. I love the NXT is so good at doing that. So, like, Tegan Knox, a friend of Mia Yim's, because they're all good guys. She makes a cameo in their little video. So yeah. then she gets roped into the Candace Mia Yim stuff because of her association in that video. And Candace and Tegan used to be friends. So, mm-hmm. man, I love that kind of stuff. That's so good. After that, we had a video package for Damien Priest. I'm going to live forever on your name. Yeah, he might he might live forever, but he's going to lose a takeover. He's going to lose a takeover. Yeah, that's yeah. 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 Next, uh, Rhea Ripley. At Io Shirai against Charlotte and Mystery Partner, and that ended up being Robert Stone Brands, at least for the time being, Chelsea Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really do anything with that bit where uh, Charlotte's chopping Io in the corner, Io ducks, and then Charlotte accidentally uh, chops Chelsea. That really, that really led to anything in the course. No, of no, it did not. Because winning solves everything. I imagine if they would have lost, that would have been a thing. But as long as you win, that's kind of all that matters. I suppose. I suppose. I suppose. Anyways, uh, Charlotte got the win on EO here. Um, so EO hits 619. Uh, Chelsea is in the ring. She she runs in the ring. She pushes Charlotte out of the way when EO's doing a, a springboard drop kick. And so EO charges Charlotte, who's uh, in Rhea's face, 
Charlotte moves, and then Io uh, knocks Rhea off the apron accidentally. She's like, oh, dang. Charlotte comes up behind, rolls her up, gets her feet in the ropes to get the win. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on a .com or a Twitter video, mm-hmm. uh, Chelsea Green told Robert Stone, uh, you're fired. Yeah. Wow. They're fast-tracking that one. Yeah. Um, I think so you and I, you you had the, the idea that perhaps she would uh, – She'd get what was it? She'd get signed up by Robert Stone Brand. She lost that match against Caden Carter, and uh, and this would like pretend like she would go on a losing streak while she was with the brand. Yeah, get dropped by Robert Stone Brand. But it seems like they might be going the inverse way because her gimmick on an impact, and then uh, she sort of carried it over into the NXT house loop was the hot mess where she was like, uh, sort of like the the two face of NXT. Where she was like had like a half and half thing going, where she was like a you know a mess on one side and cleaned up on the other. Uh, so I wonder if her dropping Robert Stone might lead to her going on a, a bit of a, a losing streak. Although I kind of feel like they should have built this up with more wins. I know to show she could. I mean, this is just speculating that she's actually going to be going through this sort of thing, or they could do a thing where she drops she drops Robert Stone and. Aaliyah starts picking up wins under him. She yeah. starts picking up losses, and she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. He won't take her back. And then she goes through that transition into the character. I don't know. Or they might not even go back to that. They might not go back to that at all. I don't know. Uh, but this was, I thought this, she looked like she fit in so well here. You know, she mm-hmm. looked like she mm-hmm. fit in with all these top players. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, we get a Johnny and Candace interview next. They call themselves the one true power couple on NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny said, the takeover, uh, I'm going to take that North American title off Keith Lee. And Candace says, well, yeah, I can't wait that long to get my hands on Mia Yim. I want her next week in a match. And then she says, and Tegan, you should be ashamed. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah. <laughs> they asked, I like when Mackenzie asked about the, you know, what'd you think about that really funny skit? <laughs> and then Johnny, uh, Candace like, funny, you're supposed to be impartial. And Johnny says, it was lowbrow. Yeah. <laughs> he called yeah. it lowbrow. Lowbrow. This was great. So Adam Cole and William Regal having negotiation live over Zoom. <laughs> On a Zoom call. This was great. Uh, so Adam Cole is complaining that he didn't get his well-deserved celebration for being champion for a whole year tonight. Uh, said it was put on ice because of the Velveteen Dream. And Regal's like, ah. I've got no, got time, no time for whining, Adam Cole. Yeah. And Adam Cole says, all right, I'll keep it simple. Uh, I want Undisputed Era to get a fair shot at those tag titles. Last time they had to take on a, a team they weren't prepared for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Cole wants to make sure that Velveteen Dream never gets in his business again, never gets another title opportunity. And then Regal's like, hold on, Dream deserved another title shot. Uh, and that will that will probably happen to TakeOver. I like how he said probably. Yeah. Um, and Cole wonders, like, hey, where's all this charity for the dream coming from? It's all about the dream. He has his own spotlight. He has his own couch. It's all about him. And Regal says, hey, Adam Cole, you crave the spotlight just as much as he does. And Adam Cole's all offended by it. He says it's insulting to be compared to the Velveteen dream. It's insulting because Adam Cole has been the cornerstone of NXT this whole time. And the Undisputed Era have made you look pretty dang good, uh, uh, William Regal. And then Regal yeah, says something about, I have no time for people crying like a baby. And then uh, Adam Cole said, ha, that's a funny joke. That's probably the funniest joke I've heard from you since you were a real, since you were a man's man or a real man's man or whatever it was. That was really good. Yeah, that was that was really good. These guys have such great chemistry. I know. Um, and Cole says, all right, I'll agree with this match gets Velatine Dream, but after I beat my takeover, Dream will never get another title shot so long as Adam Cole's champion. Mm-hmm. And Regal says, all right, I agree to that. But it will be at a setting worthy of the NXT championship. So and Cole we, says, deal, leave meeting. Then he leaves, yeah. He hits leave meeting. So uh, we can talk about this. Uh, what this setting is rumored to be. Because uh, Fightful Select, go check yep. them out. Go subscribe. Yes, uh, go we subscribe. got an email from them this morning, or all their subscribers did, not just us. Uh, and uh, apparently they're, they are setting up like a ring behind the performance center full sale at full sale. Yeah, I'm sorry. At full sale. And they're having the talent like carpool there and they're going to like surround the ring with their, I'm assuming the headlights are going to be on the ring. Yeah. And there might be like a spotlight directly. It's going to be the Bob Falfa invitational. (laughs) The Bob Falfa invitational. Hey man. Have you seen a piss yellow car riding up these streets? <laughs> That's Milner, man. <laughs> Bob Falfa. Oh, man. That's They're going to recreate the mean streets of downtown Modesto. <laughs> circa 1950, whatever. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. It's going to be cruising. They have some Wolf Mang Jack on commentary. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. They're probably going to film it like cinematically or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be cool. I don't know. I don't know what I said. So, like, there's also another Fightful Select uh, article about, uh, and there's no names mentioned, but that they are expecting more NXT call-ups coming up soon. Yeah. 
Given, Here's another thing that, shh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say this. My inclination for this Adam Cole Velveteen Dream thing is, given that Velveteen Dream has barely been involved or on TV, I kind of get the feeling that he's going to be called up soon, and he's not going to be winning at TakeOver. And Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era, they are a cornerstone of NXT. They are mm-hmm. a proven commodity. I think they're probably going to stick around. That's my that's my. Another reason. thing to consider is I believe it was WrestlingNews.co is reporting that Adam Cole's contract was up in August. Yeah, somebody now, in the chat be, that. Yeah. I would be really surprised if he were to leave given uh, uh, you know, the, the success he's had in NXT. That being said, his girlfriend's in AEW. Got a lot of friends over there. Yeah. Uh, while I'd be shocked if he did leave, uh, it's a possibility. Another reason I'd be really surprised uh, for Undisputed Era to get called up is that Kyle O'Reilly, he hasn't been participating Mm -hmm. because I believe he's a diabetic and Mm -hmm. worried about himself given the pandemic situation. I would be somewhat surprised if they called called them up without him being there. I think that would be less of a thing. I, I don't know. I don't know what would be... Sweetening the pot for Adam Cole and saying, hey, listen, you've done such great work here in NXT. We're going to move you up to the main roster, especially with his contract coming up. You know, hey, sign an extension Um, that uh, I would think. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think there's a lot of variables. I'm not sure. I personally don't know how much the Kyle O'Reilly thing would factor in. And obviously, if they're going to do like an invasion thing, maybe that was going to be the big summertime angle they were be. thinking but, of. You know, it depends too. Like, you know, we, we know everybody in Undisputed Era are legitimately tight. They're sure, good friends. Yeah. yeah. And whether they would feel like they would want to go up all together, mm-hmm. even have a say in the whole thing. Yeah, um, they yeah people rarely have a say in that kind of thing. I would think that if they wanted to do a big invasion thing, they'd want all four guys for sure. Yes. Yeah, um, that, some impact. Yes. That being said, it's WWE. They could do something as stupid as you have the Undisputed Era like invade and Velveteen Dream is with them. You know what I mean? They do weird stuff like that sometimes. Like, or they'll, Gar- or they'll just break them up. Or they'll just break them up. Exactly. So you can never tell what WWE is going to do creatively because it's Vince and like who knows if Vince even watches NXT. Which might be another reason why I'm cool. Is like, all right, I've had a good run here in NXT. Oh, oh you want to put with the main? Where's Tony Khan's phone number? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to leave here. Um, So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. There's also, and this this can't be overlooked. He loves his Twitch channel, and he has become a known commodity on Up Up Down Down. And as silly as that may sound, I think to some people that is. I think to him, that's one potential. Reason to stick around. Don't know. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that like supersedes anything else. I'm just saying that might be one more reason. Um, and they have the while in NXT, they have treated him like an absolute yeah. king. They have. So uh, after uh, that, we yes, had we had uh, a Lorcan and Birch at the pub drinking some water, some pints of some water. water. Yeah. yeah. So I guess they're going after those tag tiles. That's what I gathered from this. Uh, yeah. Going to be a W for Imperium at TakeOver, if that's where this match happens. Yes. Next, Leon Ruff taking on Tommaso Ciampa. So this Ciampa match was like, his... it was like four minutes long, and it was like three minutes too long. Yeah. So Ciampa makes his way down the ring. Uh, Scarlet Bordeaux walks down to ringside, and Ciampa is distracted by her. He's just looking at her. Bell rings. 
Uh, Leon Ruff goes for a roll-up because Chomp is all distracted. Chomp kicks out. Ruff is using his uh, uh, his quickness advantage for a bit, trying to get some offense in. Chompa just drops him with the knee. A bit later, Chompa blows a kiss to Scarlet, hits Ruff with Ferritella to get the win, and then Karrion Cross shows up with the Tron. And I like how they framed it. It was super tight, mm-hmm. like this. Black and white. His Dude, his mouth wasn't even in it. It was like it was here great. and up. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, and he delivered a really good promo. Yeah. Oh, saying, man. It was terrific. Saying, Chompa, I got to agree with you. You are special. But I promise you that on June 7th, I'm going to make you feel something that you've never felt in your life. Mm-hmm. Horny. It's really good to the point. What did you say? Horny. He was staring at Scarlet Bordeaux that whole time. <laughs> she had gray hair, too. Mm-hmm. I think people. I think they. I think it's supposed to be silver because kids do that these days. Yeah, they make their hair silver. But it, to me, it just looks it's, like you're old. It's now. gray. It's gray hair. <laughs> it's gray hair. <laughs> it's like time traveling old Scarlet Bordeaux showed up at ringside. Mm-hmm. I liked her little stare down with him at the end. I thought that was really effective because she had like she had like a smile, but then she turned to like concern. But was it concern for him because Cross is about to f this dude up? Oh yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, yeah he is. So next week, confirm Drake versus Phantasma for the interim cruiserweight belt. Me, Yim versus Candice LeRae. Grudge match, and then a, a bunch of filler. Man, um, that Drake-Phantasma match. I'm going to do my damnedest not to spoil that stuff for myself. Oh, boy. Uh, hopefully, it'll be more than just those two matches. Because what they got the the recaps for Dream. Those and recaps Cole. are going to be long. They they named and then them. The women's triple threat. They named yeah, them. True. Prime Target. Those are going to be like a half hour each, dude. Really long. It's going to be a breezy recap next week, then. Yeah, I know. Uh, then our main event, Timothy Thatcher versus Matthew Rydell. So it's the fight pit. No ropes. Mm-hmm. No turnbuckle covers. Right. There's like an elevated platform that surrounds the cage on top, mm-hmm. uh, like three feet wide or so. Got Kurt Angle in there as your ref. Yeah. So I liked how they did this. Competitors enter the ring. They each start on top on the platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both have to get down. Uh, Riddle leaps down. He immediately goes on a run. Uh, uh, he hits a Showtime kick, uh, and that's when he knocks out knocks out Timothy Thatcher's teeth. Yeah, so Thatcher's he, down there the, for the ten count. He gets but eight, and he starts like <laughs> blood coming out, picking his teeth up off the mat. It was so gross. It was great because like he's already got like some weird funky like. You know, he's got some, a, he's got a tooth or two missing already. Yeah, that's he, you, know, you can tell. Yeah, he's got he's got battle mouth. You know, these mm-hmm. his mouth is basically you know a roadmap of his battles, and yeah. uh, and it's just a mess. I think that's why he talks a little on the weird side. Um, but man, it had so much legitimacy to the dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, he gets up, and then the great thing is they don't shy away from the blood, I and mean, that that was part of why you knew. I mean, beyond the fact that this kick was not going to send his teeth out. No. Uh, but I love the gore effect. You know, he goes to the to the cage and they're checking his eyes to make sure for concussion stuff. And then like and he's his teeth his mouth is open, it's just frothing with blood. Yeah. It was very effective. I thought this was, it was good. And the and the, the trainer was like fl- took the flashlight, looked at his mouth for like fifteen seconds. Yeah, he's good. You so you still want to fight? He says, Yeah, I want to fight. All right, thanks to wrestle. You're good. You're good. Yeah. They didn't get him out of the cage. It wasn't, it wasn't a thorough medical examination, but he stretched the imagination. I love that Thatcher was doing his best impression of like an animal as well. He's like, eh, 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 yeah. as yeah. he was being checked. Yeah, like I'm trying cool. to feed Gypsy a pill or something. Uh, so eventually <laughs> they make their way up to the platform uh, surrounding the, the top of the ring. Uh, they're brawling up there. Uh, 
some submission stuff. And then uh, Matt Riddle hits. So Thatcher's going for a butterfly suplex to suplex Riddle off the platform back down the ring. Riddle escapes that. Hits Thatcher with a V-trigger, or final flash, whatever, whatever Morrow calls it. Uh, Thatcher tumbles off that to the mat. Riddle follows that with his uh, floating bro. Um, a little bit more back and forth. He rams Riddle into the cage. He locks in a rear naked choke. And then Riddle's like trying to bounce Thatcher off all the walls of the cage, trying to knock him off. Eventually, this falls backwards. That's the only way you can get Thatcher to release the hold. For a moment, Thatcher puts it back on. Uh, Riddle passes out. But it was fun, brutal, felt real. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Um, It was a sufficient amount of clumsiness to make it feel like a legitimate fight Mm -hmm. with just enough pro wrestling in there. Uh, So the language uh, that was familiar to pro wrestling fans wasn't just all map-based stuff. You know, uh, one you know, like uh, at one point, uh, Thatcher locks Riddle into a triangle and try and Riddle powers him up to try to power bomb. You know, there was stuff that pro wrestling man fans could be still familiar with, the usual tropes of certain spots. But they really invested a lot of time in in in, in creating a match that felt very much found uh, founded on uh, MMA and, and catch wrestling. It was a lot of fun. Now, uh, Dang MQ here in chat is saying there are reports from PW Insider that Riddle is shooting promos for his SmackDown debut. Larson, what are the odds that come Friday night when we're doing our SmackDown recap that we're going to be sitting here face palming to shit over what his initial SmackDown debut promos are going to be? It's like a 90% guarantee, man. Ah, a 90% guarantee? Wow. I was going to go as high as 50-50. I'm, I'm, I'm preparing myself to feel embarrassed to be watching it and not for anything oh. Matt Riddle's doing. Yeah. It's just the situation where, like, you know, he comes to work that day and uh bruce pritchard's up you know gives him talks to him introduces himself uh so uh here this is what uh, <laughs> uh this is what we, what we got you doing and he looks at it and just goes bro all right yeah and oh, then he does man. it and they're like no way do they have any idea uh what the matt riddle character is i'm Totally preparing myself for that to be the case. I know, I know. Me too, me too. Zavala Clubs is watching be the hacker. He's like sitting there, bro. He's got like a keyboard in front of him. He's like hunting and pecking, bro. What's a hack? What do I do? How do I get this to print? Bruce, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Uh yeah, I'll tell you, I'll get on the Patreon. Again. All right, fear and loathe, empowering people you want to see negotiate live with William Regal. Matt Riddle's high on that list. Oh my God, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be really good. Uh, he was really good on uh, was it backstage? I think he was on backstage. I saw some clips from it where he was talking about the difference between a bro and a stallion, and what a st- can a bro be a stallion? Can a stallion be a bro and whatnot? <laughs> Apparently, he said he also said that uh, Shane McMahon was down the hall from the Goldberg confrontation yeah. at SummerSlam, yeah. and that Shane came up to him afterwards and said, "Thank you for not punching Goldberg." And he's like, "That's not a stallion move." Well, now, he said, "He said, why would I punch him backstage when I can beat him in a fight in front of millions?" Uh, so that's a stallion. That's move. a stallion move, but punching him out backstage is not a stallion move. Nope. nope. See, Matt uh, Riddle just wants to do business. His mind's on business, right? That's. I thought that's what pro wrestling was about. Making I know. money. Maybe he, he. Maybe he takes it upon himself to try to build some angles. His mind seemingly is always about business. I thought that was what the well, grabbing the brass ring was. According to Kurt Hawkins, he was on Talk as Jericho, and like I guess years ago, 
the Raw After Mania, they were, he said that they would always do like a raw raw speech about going out and grabbing that opportunity, and then at a certain point they just stopped doing it because they realized it was all BS. <laughs> because you go out there and get your. He referenced uh, Zack Ryder, of course, the Long Island IZ stuff, where he Zack Ryder got himself over. He essentially forced up his hand to put that U.S. title on him, mm-hmm. and then they did absolutely nothing with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, said, that's interesting. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, Ryan here in chat says Pritchard was working MLW with Riddle. He said he's been very high on him. Will that play into how he's booked? If that is true, if that is true, I think yes. I hope so. <laughs> I hope it comes. I hope it pans out because Matt Riddle's great. Uh, I love him. God, I love was him. I? Anyway, so yeah, uh, uh, Kurt Hawkins, Brian Myers, what was I saying? They stopped doing that speech at a certain point because everybody realized it was BS. Uh, so they, just, I guess they just stopped with the formality of, of, of BS and the talent and just, you know, Hey, if we want to push you, we want you to be a top, in a top spot, you'll get there. Otherwise try as you may, no chance it'll probably happen. Yeah. You know, I still depressing. say with, with Kurt Hawkins, I don't know what the deal there was. I don't get it. He had, he had seemingly all the ingredients and I refuse to believe that like that first crap gimmick that they gave him the you know the face, face the facts, the facts thing, guy things essentially yeah they could have pivoted from that I mean they had that his losing streak which they, which they were trying to make a story with they gave him the tag titles and then nothing mm-hmm. nothing that was mm-hmm. yeah that was weird that was weird I mean how but you know like as bad as the face the facts gimmick was how are we supposed to take that seriously anyways when he debuts on the pre-show of No Mercy mm-hmm. yeah I know. I know. They didn't even give it an opportunity. Nope. Yeah. Uh, White Brownie, 92, if and when everything goes back to normal, should WWE take NXT out of a out to a big arena for their first live tele- audience show? You know, that's one reason why I think NXT, especially this week with the crowd there, it felt like a, I don't know, like in terms of the crowd aspect of things, it felt like a full-sale crowd anyways because by and large they observe – they will make their voices known. They'll make their voices heard. But it's not like it's the the white noise of a large crowd. Mm-hmm. You can hear like individual voices at full sale, yeah. just like you could last night. Um, totally. I, I personally, for me, yes, I think that NXT would be great if they went on tour. That's just I would love to see that. Uh, I, I would be okay with that so long as it was you know uh, uh, three months, three weeks out of the month. They're at full sale one show a month they'll go somewhere else mm-hmm. if they can make that all work financially but usually about once a month they do you know like two three or four dates somewhere else in the country so if you just tie um uh, a tv taping around those set of dates maybe it'd work out yeah i'd like to see them i'd like to see them go on a tour i think it'd be great um and i mean you know like uh five thousand seat venues i think it'd be you yeah, know, yeah yeah because i think i honestly think that I do think that there is a difference between the standard NXT or I'm sorry, your, your NXT fan. And I mean, maybe the demographics don't prove out for this, but I do think there's a difference between the NXT, the perception of NXT with WWE fans and the perception of main roster. I think that the perception of main roster isn't great. I think that the perception of NXT, especially when they put on episodes like this, I think that you can have week to week, a hot 5,000 people in a venue that's fit for 5,000 people and it will make the show look like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Dubs, the only way you can ruin Riddle is if your writers get fired for writing soap operas. Hmm? Mm. 
Oh, Fear and Loathe and Riddle's first night on SmackDown. Here, put on this Archer costume. You're on in 15 seconds. <laughs> ah, yes. Put on this Archer cut, bro. I like arrows. Right. You're an Archer. <laughs> what? You know I'm how to what? shoot arrows. Bro. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, uh, White Brain A2 says, Steve, check out Justice League Dark uh, Apocalypse War. You'll love it. I tried you'll watching love it. I watched uh <laughs> You love it. I watched uh Flashpoint. And uh it was okay. The animation was a bit on the simplistic side, but uh let's see here. Thomas Dunnigan. Create a stable using only Triple H guys and gals. Using NXT Raw and SmackDown rosters, four men, three women. So Adam Cole, Finn. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. That's a killer stable right there. Seth Rollins. Oh, and Seth. Yeah, there's your four guys. And then... Asuka. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. And Shayna, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Longheavy, the best case scenario for Riddle on Maine is they make him wear shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Scott Hill Jr. I see Dexter Loomis as a great character with a lot of potential within the confines of NXT, but he seems like he would not flourish on the main roster. Do you share this opinion? I kind of feel well, I, like it's too early to tell with him. Uh, I just have a hard time believing they're going to do anything. I mean, his character, while unspoken, is, is serial killer. That's what yeah. it is. That's not going to fly in the main roster. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Yeah, but I th- okay. So here's the thing: his character can't actually be revealed to be a serial killer. No, it never will be. But that's going, the implication. They're sure, but they're gonna have to do something more with him and his character to give us an idea of like what he really is. Yeah, because what's the what's the alternative? Say he does the stuff he does. He lingers in the shadows, stares at people, doesn't blink. Uh, it's generally creepy. He's got creepy music. What's the alternative to serial killer? Well, there's a limit to what that. There's a limit to that. I don't know. I don't. I do not know. I mean, it. Yeah. It. It might be the kind of thing where they've dug him into. They've. They've dug creatively a hole that is going to be kind of tough to add dimension to. You know, like people want characters with dimension, like yeah. ideally. Yeah. And just having a serial killer around. I don't. I don't know that. I mean, if he gets to main roster, he's potentially they're looking there. It might be a comedy act situation. Yeah, I know. Where he's I like, know. you know, twenty four seven champion, but nobody wants to approach him. I know that's exactly what it'd be. Uh, let the fiend in. Don't know if I'm reading too far into this, but it was funny that both Johnny and Champa had squash matches. Parallel symmetry. 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 
Yeah, they're doing uh, they're doing squash matches on a weekly basis these days, though. Uh, Gareth Nicholas, I'd love to see more of the style of cage match WWE tag team bout in there. It would be cool too. Yeah, would like Team MMA. You ever seen that? A uh, Team MMA is my favorite thing. It's amazing. Oh, it's so great. Uh, dang him, Qs. What happens to Peter Dune when he comes back? Hopefully, he'll be elevated up the roster. Yeah. Oh wow, let the fiend in. That's a good point. Chill Roman, Matt Riddle, is a dope tag team. I'd love That'd that. Be great. That'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, Pete Dunn put him in the the the, the fight pit with uh, Thatcher to redeem go. his friend Matt Riddle. There you go. That'll be good. Kind of feel like all of Tim Thatcher's matches should be in a fight pit from now on. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Or just, or just like a, or just like a pit in general, put them like in like literal, a little hole in the ground, an yeah. actual hole in the ground. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, even better, even better than than the fight pit, a literal pit. Uh, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> Old man Marcus uh, says, ever since Dream came back, I've been feeling kind of meh on him. I agree. He says, uh, my question is, what can they do to save the cold dream feud with one week of TV time remaining? They, I mean, they can try to hype it with this video package, but there, nothing's happened. Nothing has happened in this feud. Nothing has no, happened. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. I mean, the NXT's production department's really good. Uh, that being said, um, you really got to make some, some lemonade out of lemons in this scenario. Maybe they can machinimate some 2K19 stuff. There you go. Maybe they can, can do that. Fabricate things that never happened. <laughs> exactly. But go back to what was the last one with the uh, custom cut scenes in it? The custom story mode. Fourteen. Fourteen. They go. They use that. Yeah. And you know, do the the cut scenes with the the chat bubbles and everything. All that. <laughs> the chat bubbles. All that. Oh yeah. Anyways, that's it for questions over here. Do you have any more? No, we're done. We're All right. Good. We'll be back a little bit later on today with uh, Pin Loser Draw. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Uh, Twitch chat, stay tuned. We're going to do a raid. Sure. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.